0: Welcome, Edge Church. Uh, it is so exciting to be with you um, as we continue our series in the seven letters that Jesus has written to the seven churches. I believe that every believer, no matter what your denomination is, that we need to take the time to study these letters that Jesus has handwritten to the church and given to the pastors there are going to be some things that we discuss tonight our topic tonight behold I have set before you an open door I believe that the Lord is setting before you an open door and even as we go through this teaching tonight I want to teach you something for those of you that are flipping through and just start watching us what we at the Edge Church do when you hear the word that applies to you and you believe that the Lord is speaking to you just say Lord I receive because we can hear things and we can sense things but it is up to us to grab hold of those things and so by speaking the word of faith by just saying Lord I receive it and I believe that the blessings of God will manifest through your life please take this time and get your Bible and your notebook we're going to take some time and we're going to go through the scriptures tonight tonight we're opening up the letter that was written to the church of philadelphia what an amazing letter this is the only church that the lord saw all their work honorable there was nothing that needed to be corrected in this church but jesus took the time to strengthen this church just like with any other church we go through things as a church Because God has given us a mandate, whether that mandate's for a city, or region. And so it can be tough, especially where the church is planted at. It can be in a rough place, a place that is uh, plagued with many things. But God always have a remnant. And God has a people who will say, Lord, send me. And so here we see in the Church of Philadelphia, and we're going to talk about the background story of this church and really get into it. Before we get started tonight, I just want to welcome all prayer requests. Let us pray for you. It any need that you may have, our staff is here tonight, our team is here, and we're ready to pray for you. If you find yourself watching this broadcast later, we ask that you still send us your prayer requests. You can also send us your prayer requests at info at edgechurchla.com. That will go straight to our system straight to our website to where we'll see it and we'll have it and we will pray for your needs we're here because we believe that the lord has placed us here in our city which is Gonzales, louisiana to be a light and to pray for our city we claim this city for the glory of god amen before we get started tonight let's open up in prayer precious lord jesus We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your love. Lord, we thank you for even this word. Behold, I have set before you an open door that no man can close and that no man can open. Lord, we give you all the praise. You're faithful. For you are the one that's called the true one the holy one lord i thank you for all the viewers that is watching us tonight lord may they be blessed in jesus mighty name we give you all the praise amen. amen well tonight our reading is in revelation chapter 3 and we're going to be reading from verse 7 through verse 13 tonight and i just want to open up with the scripture reading tonight and it says and, the, and to the angel of the church in philadelphia write, The words of the holy one, the true one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, but yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name behold I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not but a lie behold I will make them come and bow down before your feet (coughs) and they will learn that I have loved you because you have kept my word and patient endurance I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world. To those who dwell on the earth, I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. The new Jerusalem and my own and which comes down from my which come down from my god out of heaven and my own new name he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches amen tonight i just want to start i want to go to my notes tonight and just really want to take time as you go to verse number seven and we remember that Notice that each letter that Jesus written to the churches, that he addressed the pastor of that church, or he addressed what they would have said here, the angel of the church. We understand that that word "angel" is "angelos" in the Greek, and that word means a human messenger, an angel, one dispatched to perform a specific assignment. It it also means a delegate or dignitary. All these descriptions describe the role of a pastor. You can say that your pastor is a human messenger sent by God. You can say that your pastor is an angel, someone who has been dispatched from heaven to perform a a specific assignment in the area or the city where your church is located at. Notice the letters are written to the pastors of the local church. And what I love about this is that is the order that that Jesus uses here to speak to the pastor, something that the church needs to hear, something that the body needs to hear. God goes to his man, the one that he has called forth, the one that he has sent into that community and, and that area to speak to him. And it is the pastor's job to take that word that he hears from God meditate on it, get all that he can get out of that word and deliver it to the church, deliver it to the body. And I love this. For those of you who are not members of the Edge Church, we have our vision here toward that. It is our vision toward that we are preparing people for the return of Christ. And I believe that there's a great crisis in the body of Christ today. And I believe that God is bringing alignment to his church, to his governing body. I want you to underline the next word that we want to highlight here, the word church. That word is ecclesia in the Greek. That word simply means, well, let's talk about where that word comes from. It comes from a secular meaning or from a secular use, used back in those days to where that men were selected and they were called out And they were brought into this governing body where that they made laws and and they governed the land because they were called out and they were part of this secular ecclesia or this government body over a city or region they was given authority and power so when you saw one of these people that belonged to the ecclesia or the secular ecclesia they they carry weight they carried authority they had power But I love the way how the Holy Spirit and even when Peter had this revelation of who Jesus was. And Jesus says that upon this rock, I shall establish my church, the ecclesia, his governing body here on earth. Now, listen what this word means in the Greek. It means. A body of believers. A group of people who are called out of the world. They've been selected by God, called to assemble and to become God's representatives in every town, city, and region. They're given powers to shift the very places where they dwell. We are the Ecclesia. The body said that we are the light of the world. God has given us as a church body, as a governing body, dominion and authority. What we say and what we believe, it shall happen in our city and in our region. We're just not a group of people who join in a church and we worship God and that's all we do. No, God has given us governmental power over the city where we dwell, over where our church presides. He has given us power when there's something that is happening in our city. God said that it is up to his ecclesia that is established in the city to take that on and to begin to pray because he has given us power and dominion to shift this region and to shift our city. I just want to give you a new and fresh perspective of the church, God's Ecclesia. We are a called out people, called out by God. God called us. We didn't call ourselves. He called us out and he brought us together in his local body as his Ecclesia, his his governmental body here over the earth or in our city and region amen now when we talk about ecclesia as we have written all these letters from the churches that are that are present and um the uh churches and the letters that was written to the local body jesus written these letters for the simple fact because There are things that he is applauding them for, like the works that they're doing in the city. He has given them power to do these works in the city. He has given them influence. He has given them authority. Uh, God is blessing them in this city. It's his church that he's blessing, just like God is blessing the Edge Church. We have seen tremendous things, even in this pandemic that is happening, that God is moving uh, on our behalf. Now, the Church of Philadelphia, let's talk about this church because this is the church that Jesus is writing his letter to. Now, this city is known as, uh, or this name come from, um, or it's meaning is brotherly love. That's what this name Philadelphia means, brotherly love. But where did this come from? Why this city is named this is very important because there was a king and he had a brother and his brother passed away and he loved this brother so much as the story goes that he built this city and he named it after his brother and that's where we get the name philadelphia from this city has seen a lot of trouble in this time this city has been destroyed many times by earthquakes it was so bad to that people were afraid to live there they began to live in nearby cities because they was afraid to establish themselves in Philadelphia because it was known as a city that was constantly getting hit by earthquakes. Everything that they built will, desto- will get destroyed during the earthquake. But God, even in a city like Philadelphia that's known for its many earthquakes, saw that it was fitting to plant a church there, to put a lighthouse right there in the city where everybody else running from the church is running in. And here we have the story of Philadelphia here, uh, which is a powerful story, which I love to read. Um, Now, listen to how Jesus describes himself to this church, which is very important here. He says the words of the Holy One. We're still in verse seven. The true one who has the key of David. Now, we land a lot of groundwork here and our and we're going to highlight the very fact that Jesus is saying, Behold, I have set before you an open door. Jesus says, I am the Holy One. This is how he's describing himself and giving his description of himself to this church. He says, I am the Holy One. And he's rightness to this pastor. I am the Holy One. I am the true one. In other words, I am he. And this is how the lord begins to describe himself to this pastor he says i am the one who has the key of david now this word has is in the greek means kata um excuse me it means echo which means that i'm holding this dear and he says that i have this personally in my possession the key of david and we're going to talk about the keys here because when the lord began to use keys we see many references to keys in the bible And I want you to take notes and begin to write this down tonight because there are many keys that are described in the Bible. Um, And he says that I hold the keys of David. In Matthew 16, 19, when he tells Peter, he says that I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Peter began to hold the, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Many believe that what happened in the upper room It was because of this grace that God has given to him to hold the keys to the kingdom of heaven to that men and women were getting saved and that they have come into the kingdom of heaven to receive Christ as Savior. He was given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Just like many of us, we have experienced what Peter has come into this revelation of that Christ is the rock. He is the son of God. And Jesus says that the keys to the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. We are God's Ecclesia. Also in Acts 14 verse 27. If you're taking notes, it says, and when they arrive and gather the church together, they declare all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. When we talk about keys here, God has granted many keys, and I want to jump into Isaiah 22, verse 20, as we begin to talk about these keys here. Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. I have to turn there myself. Now, why Jesus is telling the church of Philadelphia that he has given them the key of David, it's very important here. Look at verse number 20, and we're going to understand why he's giving them the key of David and what does an open door really mean. Now, in verse 20, it says, in that day, I will call my servant. Elohim, the son of Hekiah, and I will clothe him with a robe with your robe. And will bind your sash on him and will commit your authority to his hand. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And I will place on his shoulder. Here's that word again. The key of the house of David. He shall open and no one shall shut. He shall shut and no one shall open. Look at verse 23, and I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honor to his father's house. Th- these are the only two places where we see the key of David given at. God is granted the church that is in Philadelphia the key of David. Now, what does a key mean? A key means that God, it, it, it actually means that your season is changing. What it means is that uh, there is a new realm that God is allowing you to go into. Many times when people say that someone spoke a word over me and they saw a key that God has given me. What that means is that they're in a period of transition to where that God is, God is uh, opening up something new for them. And so when God began to use his keys, he began to unlock things on our behalf. This is a very powerful statement here, because as we see in Isaiah, God has found himself a man who was not ambitious for gain and who wasn't about themselves, but he found the man who was after his own heart. And this is what God is looking for. And I believe that there are some true worshipers of God that know that God has granted them an open door. And so when God begin to give out keys and when you begin to have dreams and visions and even prophetic words of God giving you a key, what this means is that God is opening up new rams to you, new places to you. Places or doors that have been closed, God is opening up those doors What you may feel that you have ran your course. What God is saying is that I am opening up a door to a new season to your life. And so if God has been speaking to you about a key or a door, you need to get excited because God is opening up new rams for you. And when I talk about new rams, this is just not something that just tickle our ears. This is God is saying that, no, I trust you. I know your heart, I am placing upon your shoulders authority and dominion to where that I will fasten you like a peg inside of a wood. In other words, a translation in the King James says that I will fasten you like a nail. In other words, what God is saying that I am establishing you and nobody will be able to remove you. What I will open no man will be able to shut. It is time for God Ecclesia to begin to pray and seek God's face because guess what? God is telling us that he's the one that holds all the keys. He's the one that holds the keys to the abyss. He's the one that holds the keys to Hades. He holds all the keys. And so what God is saying here is that he is granting this servant that we just read in Isaiah 22, he is granting him the key of David. In Revelations 3, 7, we see this same key been granted again. He's telling the church of Philadelphia, he says that I am granting you the key of David. God is the key man. When we want doors to open, how can we get that locked door to open? It's God who holds all the keys. Sometimes our prayers are prayed in the wrong way. We uh, pray that God, oh, give me favor. For this, and uh, uh, God, I hope that this will open up. But guess what? I want to just strengthen your prayer and say that. Pray and say, God, you hold all the keys. God, this door is closed. But if you open it, no man can shut it. If you close it, no man can open it. God is faithful. And when God establishes his people, he said that I will establish you like a fasting nail that no man can pull up that no man can undo i'm establishing you and let me tell you i believe that god is setting before his his ecclesia an open door in jesus mighty name if you're not excited i am for you because i see this door that god is opening up right now i want to go back to a scripture reading that i just read in acts 14. And talk to you about when God began to open up things for you. Acts 14 verse 27. This is the church. And he says, and when they arrive and gather the church together, they declared all that God had done with them. This is a church that is coming together to testify all that what God has done for them. They declared all that God had done for them and how He has opened up a door of faith to the Gentiles. They praise God because He opened a door of faith. If you need faith to preach the gospel of God, you can pray and say, God, open up the door because you hold the keys for me to speak boldly your gospel, for me to preach. Your message to people who never heard it before. To preach it to people where that I am not ashamed to share your gospel. Listen what they say. God has opened up a door for them to preach to the Gentiles. I don't know about you, but right now where you are, you just need to pray and say, God, open up the door. He hold the keys. Open up a door of faith. How many of you need a door of faith? God, open up that door of faith that I may walk through. As we see here, the church said that he opened up a door for us, a door of faith to the Gentiles. They begin to testify all that what God has done. There were signs and wonders and miracles broke out. When God opens up the door, you got to remember, he is the key man when God opens up a door supernatural wonders of God, they just happen. And guess what? This door, it just opened up for them. That word open in the Greek, it is such a powerful word because it has the translation and the understanding is that sometimes God can supernaturally just do things for you and you walk right through an open door. What is an open door? Many people say that, well, I don't know what an open door is. God, you know, how will I know that you've opened up a door for me? Right here, it is evident that this word "open" mean that uh, they saw it, and they were shocked by the response that they got from the Gentiles. How God has given them faith to preach the gospel. How God has given them faith to see miracles and see these the Gentiles being baptized and filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. It is wonderful. For those of you who desire to be used of God. Desire is a good thing. That's all you need to be used of God is desire. You need to pray to the one who holds all the keys. And say God open up a door for me. A door of faith. Now that door of faith can mean anything. That door of faith can mean that. Maybe you may work for this employer. And you know that they need to hear the gospel but. You don't know how to share the gospel with them. You don't know if it will cost you your job. But all of a sudden a door of faith opened up for you and you see your employer get saved. You see your employer receive Jesus Christ right there in the workplace. How about a door of faith for your neighborhood or even for your city? How about the door of faith? Maybe you have dreamed of just going into cities or different cities or maybe you dreamed of a country that you would love to go to, but you don't know how to do it. Guess what? God holds the keys and all you need is that door of faith to open up for you. Now, how do you know that an open door is there for you? Let's get back to that. An open door can shock you at times because you never know that you walk through that door until you have Found yourself in that season. And this is what the early church saw. This word open literally has the meaning that they were shocked by the surprise of how the Gentiles received the gospel. It was hard at first, but all of a sudden they, there came an ease. God has granted them an open door of faith. My God, somebody need to shout hallelujah right there. Say, Lord, I receive it the door of faith faith can come in many forms faith for you to carry out that dream or maybe that business idea god can open up a door of faith to that you can go before people and share the vision that god has given you you can go to the bank institution Maybe you don't have the credit or you don't have any names to stand behind you, but God can open up a door of faith to you so that you can go right there to that bank institution and share your vision with boldness and faith and see them approve it. To God be the glory. This is what God has done for the church of Philadelphia. He has given them the key of David. He is granting them access. Now, here's a key word, the key of David. David. Now we understand that keys unlock things, things that have been locked. But what kind of key is this? We know that this is a key that pertains to the kingdom, the keys of David. David is known as King David. And when that key of Dave, and when that key has been granted to you, it is kingdom access. It will give you access into parts of the kingdom that you have never experienced before. Some people have encounters to that they have encountered different rams and, and, and uh, different parts of God's kingdom. Why is that? They have been given certain keys to uh, see certain things. But there is a key, the key of David that unlocks and give you access in the kingdom of God, I meant to say. To what that you will have the key of David. Think about this. The key of David. If you have the key of David you can go into any room in the kingdom many years ago i uh visit this church in queens new york and i was with the pastor in this church and and enormous facility i mean they had a gymnasium there and uh they had houses that the church has bought and this church is um it's a This church, I think, is like 100 years old, but a beautiful facility in Queens, New York. And and as the pastor began to take me on a tour, I noticed that he pulled out what appeared to be a keychain. Every door was locked. Every room was locked. Nobody can get into those rooms. There were keys on his keyring to where only he can unlock those doors and go in. And I made a joke about him and said, man, you got this place locked down. And he said, man, bro, I don't play. I lock down everything. If I don't open this door, nobody can go in. I hold the keys. And it reminds me of Jesus holding the keys. And if you want access to something, we need to pray to the one that holds the keys. God open this door. Whether it may be that door of faith, he will open that door for you. If it's a door of favor, God, I need favor. He holds the key, and God can open up that door of favor. When God gives keys, it changes everything. You begin to experience new rams in God. There's a new fresh grace that has been poured out over you. I feel the presence of God just even talking about this. I feel like a light bulb, like I'm lighting up talking about this, like a kid in a candy store, because this is so true. As we read the description of Jesus, he's the true one, the holy one. This is true, and this is holy. Jesus holds all the keys, and he tells the church in Philadelphia that I am giving you the keys of David, meaning that I am I am transitioning you to so that you can experience new realms in me. I know it's been tough because it was a, it was tough plowing in the city. And Jesus know their faithfulness. He know their works. And he says, I'm giving you a key. You have not denied my name. You kept the faith. You kept my name. You did not deny me. I know your heart. I know the conditions of the city. I see your faithfulness. I see when times got tough. You still did not deny my name. You kept my name. And now, behold, I give unto you an open door. An open door has been granted to you. And I just want to, before we close out, and we'll come back in our next broadcast, and just talk a little bit more about the door, the open door, and what this is. I want to encourage you as you're watching this and wondering, God, God, Is this door opening, or God, is this a door for me? When God opens, no man can shut. No man can open something that God shut. I want to set you free from reasoning. Sometimes we can reason ourselves to where we talk ourselves completely out. When God opens up a door, it's new places, it's new realms of his glory, new experiences in God, and God want to grant his church new places, new dimensions in him. Let's finish reading here before we close tonight. Uh, Let's go over to Acts 12. Can we do that? Let's go over to Acts 12. I want to go over one more scripture before we go back to Revelations tonight. Acts 12, verse 10. This is Peter being rescued, and it says in verse 10, When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord. I want you to say that right there in your home. My door has opened for me on its own accord. Do you see this? In Acts chapter 12, verse 10. I want to read this one more time. Maybe you missed it. We're talking about a door opening, things opening by themselves. It says, When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately, The angel left them. When God opens doors, whether it's gates to cities, whether it's prison cell doors, maybe you need God. Maybe you're praying for a loved one. Maybe they're incarcerated and you need those doors to open up for your loved one. They're innocent, but nobody is responding to you. You can pray that God. Will give you the key and open that door. I believe the prayer of faith. I believe that God will open up a door of faith for you. That's what you need to be praying for. God, open up a door of faith. Amen. Let's go back to Revelation 3. Look at verse 8. He says, I know your works. Jesus says this to every church, I know your works. This word works in the Greek means, I know your DNA. Let me just talk just a little bit about works. Each church have its own DNA. For a church to duplicate itself after another church, it's really bypassing and really skipping how God wired them. God know if you are an evangelist and you're pastoring a church, God know that your heart for, for the loss and and your heart to see street evangelism. He says, No, that's my church. Many times people say, No, a church should look like this, a church should look like that. When God calls you, remember in Revelation chapter 1, the Bible says that God holds his pastors, which are the seven stars, in his right hand. And also in Revelation chapter 3, it also says that within the hand of God, there are all the seven spirits of God. And the same hand saying that everything that that pastor needs to succeed, whether he needs counsel, wisdom, knowledge, might, whatever he needs, he has it right there with him. Each church should be its own entity. God knows your works. He know how you are wired. He knows exactly what your heart be for. If you're a pastor watching this broadcast, I just want to encourage you to be yourself. It's okay to glean things from other ministries, but don't change who you are. That's the part of you that, that, that God saw, and he called you into the ministry. He called you, and he dispatched you in the city where you are. You have become heaven's dignitary. And many times as pastors, you know, they said that you, we will know that a church that is really doing the will of God because of their numbers and there are churches that have numbers, but they're cold. They seem alive, but they're dead. And Jesus said that those churches, though that they look alive, they're just mannequins. There's no life in them. So I want to encourage you, if you're watching me tonight on, Maybe you attend another church, and you wish that your church do this. Encourage your pastor and support your pastor in the assignment that God has given him for your city and your community. I know your works. When a pastor sticks to his works and are faithful to the things that God has given him, God blesses that pastor because that's how God made him. He knows your works. Listen what it says here. He says, Behold, I have set before you an open door. I just want to talk about this word set. This word set literally means that they don't have to do anything. The door is already set. It is already there. And I believe prophetically speaking that the door has been set for your life and it is open. Say, Lord, I receive the door is open. The key man is unlocking doors, unlocking doors to destiny, unlocking doors to where your identity is coming one with your destiny. Some of you may feel like you're out of place. You feel like you're stuck. But I'm speaking to you and say that the doors are open. The key man is opening up the door for you. And he has set that door. In other words, it has already been established in heaven. And it is manifesting upon the earth. As you said right there in your home, Lord, I receive. May that key and may the manifestations of that set door being open, may it manifest right there where you are on your behalf, whatever you believe in God for. May that door be open. Maybe it's a door of finances. I believe God, that God holds all the keys as we see in scripture. That God will open up a door to set you free where well, you're debt free. He is the key man. He is the solution to every problem that is upon the earth. I have set before you an open door and you don't have to be afraid that someone taking something away from you. Someone try to cheat you out of what God has given you. He said, when I open this, no man can take it though the dream may be often duplicated there's a saying that is this often duplicated but never often imitated but never duplicated things can be duplicated um yes <laughs> imitated, but they're never duplicated thank you one of my team members had to help me out there i just thought i just got tripped up but yeah they're often imitated but never duplicate it because why? God knows exactly who you are and he know your works. I encourage you keep your heart pure and free. And watch God begin to set an open door for you. Like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, if you have a prayer a prayer request, we will love to pray for you. I don't know my tongue is getting tired I feel like a light bulb like I feel I'm burning inside with this. I mean, I really just want to stand up and push this mic out the way and just shout and just preach this thing because there is an open door. I want to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I just pray that every word that is spoken tonight, that you behold, you have set before us an open door. God, I just come in agreement with all of those who are watching us by internet Tonight, Lord God, by media, that Lord, that you have set an open door on their behalf. I partner with them and I pray, Lord God, and join them in faith. That whatever that they believe in you for, that God, that you are the one that hold all the keys and you will open the door for them that no man can shut and no man can close and that no man can open. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Please send us your prayer requests. We want to pray for you in Jesus' mighty name. By the way, um, if the Lord has impressed it upon your heart to sow into our ministry or even just to sow into this teaching, we encourage you to do so. Uh, I know that the Lord will richly bless you, and we are really grateful. If you feel upon your heart to sow into our ministry, you will find our... um, PayPal link at the bottom of this uh, page, please use that link, please share this broadcast because God is setting before his church, his ecclesia, his governing body, an open door. Things might've been tough, but I like to say things that seem bitter always turn sweet. Get ready because God is making your bitter into sweetness. He has set before you an open door and we thank you lord god for all of those who have joined the broadcast tonight and lord we bless them and lord we declare and decree that lord that you have set before us an open door in jesus mighty name